on it as a board uh, to adopt the resolution to conduct the electronic meeting. And, and I would like to call the resolution reads, I would like to call the order, uh, I would like to call to order the September 8th, 2021 Transit Advisory Board meeting. This meeting will be conducted as an electronic meeting pursuant to the continuity adopt ordinance adopted by the Board of Supervisors on March 16, 2021. Um, no members of the public have signed up to speak at this meeting as everyone. Sorry, Sarah. I, I agree, that is correct. We have had no, had no members of the public sign up to speak today. Okay, thank you. Thanks for the confirmation. As everyone knows, the county and our region have been implementing a number of measures to help limit the spread of COVID-19 in our community. Today, we are implementing social distance measures in the large conference room two at the Department of Transportation and Capital Infrastructure, 101 Blue Seal Drive, Suite 102, Leesburg, Virginia, in accordance with the recommendations of the Virginia Department of Health. As such, members of our staff and others who will be participating in today's meeting are calling into the meeting via telephone conference to further limit the number of people who had to be in conference room too. Committee members, please remember to keep your microphone muted unless you're called upon to speak. This will limit the feedback experienced when multiple microphones are on. For today's meeting, I'll conduct a roll call vote on all items to ensure every committee member is recognized and their vote recorded correctly. Committee members will be called upon in the same order for every item. Additionally, when making a motion or seconding a motion, please state your name. I'll begin the meeting with a motion certifying the electronic meeting. Um, so this is the call to order. Um, this is my call and I would need a second for this motion. I move that the Transit Advisory Board convene their September 8th, 2021 meeting as an electronic meeting pursuant to the continuity ordinance adopted by the Board of Supervisors on March 16, 2021, and certify that all items on the agenda for this meeting are necessary or appropriate to assure the continuity of government during the COVID-19 pandemic disaster. Is there a second? Second, and Marty Martinez. Thanks, Marty. Now I'll move on to the roll call vote. Um, this will be the order for all um, votes tonight. Um, Michael Cohen uh, with the Metro Connection, do you uh, vote EA or nay? Yeah. Okay, thanks, Michael. Cleo Curry? Yay. And Mark Farage is absent. John Henkel? John Henkel, yay. Bruce Kobelski? Bruce Kobelski? You are mute, Bruce. Bruce, okay. I say yay. Yay, okay, thanks, Bruce. Um, and James Leach. James Leach, yeah. Thanks, James. Charles Lyles. So Charles is absent. Uh, Marty Martinez. I say aye, yes. Thank you. Vlad Ovchiniko? Yes. Thanks, Vlad. Maggie Parker? Is absent. Rushi Shah? Is 
absent. Ram Mankashlam, I vote yay. So the motion, and then we have three vacant uh, seats, Broad Run District and Solid District and Local Fixed Start. Uh, so the motion to conduct, the motion passes. Uh, oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, um, eight, zero, four. But uh, Rushi, Mag, Maggie, um, Mark, and uh, Charles absent. So the motion post uh, passes um, Bruce Kobelski, eight, zero, four with eight voting yay and zero nays and four uh, absent. And so moving on with the next agenda item, um, member and guest introductions. It's an information item. Was somebody uh, trying to say something? Okay. Um, so member and guest introductions, um, information item. And so we have two new members joining our, our transfer advisory board, um, Michael Cohen and James Leach. Uh, Michael Cohen is representing the Metro Connects, uh, Metro Connections, and James Leach uh, with EDAC, uh, Economic Development Advisory. Um, and uh, um, Michael Cohen, if you, Mike Cohen, if you want to introduce yourself, and then uh, James Leach, if you want to. Um, introduce yourself uh, uh, next, please. Hi, everyone. I'm Mike Cohen. Um, I'm president and CEO of Cohen Research Group. Um, I founded it here in the county. Um, I also teach at Johns Hopkins University. Welcome uh, aboard Transit Advisory. Um, we look forward to your membership and uh, valuable contributions to the board. Thank you for the invitation. And uh, James, please. Hello, everyone. This is James Leach. Thank you very much for uh, having me as part of this group. I'm the current chair of the Loudoun Economic Development Advisory Commission, or the EDAC. Uh, and our job is to provide um, advice and guidance and support to the Economic Development Group in Loudoun, as well as to the Board of Supervisors uh, on commercial and business issues. The, the group is made up of 26 business leaders uh, in Loudoun County. Thank you very much. Thanks, James, for your um, service and um, continued service. And I, I should say extra service here. So uh, glad to have you on board and your inputs. Thank you. All right, moving on to the next um, agenda item, uh, public comments um, and I do not believe we don't have, I, I do not believe we have anybody signed up for public comments. So, um, and Sarah, Sarah confirmed that when I did the electronic resolution. So we're gonna move on from item one and moving on to business matters, um, item number two. So we have a, you know, we have a, uh, not a big agenda this evening, uh, if fairly, um, small agenda, uh, but we'll see how, uh, how how long we take tonight. Um, so so business matters, LCPS, uh, so the item in here is the LCPS students. The idea behind it is uh, to let LCPS students um, ride, um, you know, local buses 
and um, Metro Connects um, uh, free without any cost or charge um, to the students when they use their uh, LCPS issued student IDs. And this was an idea that uh, <clears throat> Vlad um, had put forth and I believe he had a conversation with uh, Supervisor Briskman. And uh, Vlad, if you wanna add um, further to that, uh, please. Um, yes, uh, thank you, Ram. And the idea is really very simple. We have huge excess capacity in our local buses. They run mostly empty. Um, and hopefully it will um, encourage and a younger generation to realize that hey, we have a mode of transportation that they can use. It uh, may be helpful to them. And at worst, we have everything the same. At best, our system is a little better utilized and serve more of county's populations. So to me, there is opportunity to win and no opportunity to lose. <laughs> and basically <laughs> no reason not to do it. So that's yeah, and I had a conversation with Supervisor Brixman. She wholeheartedly supported it, and um, I hope that the rest of the board of supervisor would be in, in support too. Um, Scott, uh, Penny, any thoughts on that from the staff or any of the TAB members have um, thoughts on that? Well, I can say that we're planning to report back to the board in October the 19th. That is our second meeting in October. Um, Scott is preparing the item, um, and I'll let him speak to it because he's familiar with the conversations, or he, he and I have discussed it, but I'll let Scott respond to the, to the inquiry. Which part? About students, free ride uh, for students. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, for us, it's a, you know, I don't, we're just going to basically take back and say that yes, we can do it. Um, you know, we'll take obviously we'll take back um, if, if there's a formal tab opinion, that would be good to work that into the item as well. Um, but we will, you know, I think fundamentally the question was asked, can we do it? And so we will be bringing the response back that yes, we can, and it can be handled in a multitude of ways, whether it's by a flash pass of using a student ID, which is not the preferred method, but um, we may have to use that method in combination with uh, getting some uh, a pass put on the certain products, certain smart trip products. I think is how they're using it. Isn't that how they're using it, Stephen DC? Yeah, basically there's a I think smart trip product. A smart trip product, right? So we have they, they model. Pass, um, that we can, I think, just sign up for, and they can load it onto their card on any card. And get that used. It just needs to be. Um, it just needs to be integrated into the Loudoun County fair set. So uh, yeah, so that's the plan of what we plan to do. We'll probably put some more information in there, a little bit more detail about current routes, how close they're running to current schools, um, and maybe even pop some information in there about how many people that actually is that we can possibly serve or at least have transit in relation to. Um, so that's, that's where we're headed with that. And, and if I can add, um, one of the things that Scott and I talked about is the fact that um, as we have planned many of our routes, school has not been a primary factor necessarily in our how we determine routes. 
However, as we move forward, we're going to make sure that that is factored into our route calculations and estimations and that type of thing. Um, there have been pilots across the region and actual programs in D.C., and I think Fairfax County has one now. I'm glad. I think it's a wonderful idea. We just need to work out the details of implementing and making it more feasible as we move forward with route changes and things of that nature. Yeah, I, I, I would just follow up on that with, um, with obviously as transit, you know, proponents, we're all for it. That being said, you know, the majority of the budget in this county already goes to the school system, which includes school transportation. So we just need to make sure that we're really clear as to where we would fit into that organization hierarchy, right? Of, you know, what schools will take care of what, transit can take care of what, um, so that we're working in conjunction with and not in competition to. If that makes sense. Can I just a real quick question as this is going around? One thing I'd like to get some clarity on, and I'm glad glad that to know this came from you because you can kind of enlighten us on the conversation. But was this intended for transport to get kids to and from school, or just to provide them free, essentially free transit use for whatever use they need? I think it's more the what? latter than the former. Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Whatever use. Stuff whatever use um, they need. Like, I know that malls are out of favor, but for example, there is a route that goes from countryside to Dallas Mall, right? I don't know okay. how many kids would take it, but again, the bus runs mostly empty there. The, the most I saw on it was three passengers, right? If at any time somebody catches a ride, it's, uh, I, I see it as a win, uh, but... Yeah. Honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you plan to incorporate schools into routes, but that goes like far beyond, beyond what I thought. I really thought that maybe we could better utilize capacity. That, that was the extent of my idea. But if you have more ambitious plans, I, of course, I'm all for it. Well, just to follow up on that, Vlad, I, I, I think one leads to the other, right? Just like you said, really. So what's going to happen is, um, well, yes, our initial conversation will be, yes, we can do it, and yes, here we are. Uh, to Penny's point, as we're moving forward, you know, we'll just be more conscious of, you know, where the schools are, and if it makes sense to, you know, direct a bus near a school. So for after-school activities or if kids need to go to work somewhere, anything we can do to get folks on transit is a good move, right? That's, so that's exactly right. So. Anything we can do to, to look on that bus and you see 15 people on that bus instead of three people is, is good for the county, it's good for the streets, it's good for traffic, it's good for the environment. So uh, that's what our goal is. Right. This is Cleo. The question that I have is, since we're all, we all seem to be on board, when is this realistically something that can happen? So is this, you know, the end of 2022? Um, just would like to get some clarity there. And then how will we track it? So how will we know, you know, how many students are using the bus system? Because I think it's a fantastic idea. So obviously it has to go to the board and the board, right now it's a BMI. So I, I don't- A board member initiative. Board member initiative, thank you, Penny. Um, I, so I, I, I'm not clear as to whether or not there's gonna be a motion made 
the board meeting to say let's do this. Right now the inquiry is can we? And so we will bring that information back with them. Now let's assume that they make a motion or, or put it out. The, the actual the timeline for us to be able to make this happen is really fairly quick. We could, you know, submit a request to WMATA to get that added into our Fairbox service. That's about a 90-day process typically. So then it's really just a matter of um, ideally what I'd like to do is also have an additional button, although there's a child button on there now, but I would probably have a, di a different button added that says for students. Uh, as opposed to child. Child is really for people, for kids under five. Um, so we would probably add a button for students so that if they did do the flash pass, if they did show their ID, the driver could hit it. Uh, but again, I, I think that's a fairly quick, uh, fairly quick thing that can happen on our end. I'd say somewhere between 90 and 120 days is what I would guess. I know that's a fact for the fair change, that being able to get the pass on there. I just don't know about getting the button program and how quickly that can happen. So, uh, but I think I think 120 days is a is pretty fair estimate from the time that we get to go ahead. But Could, let me yeah. and so we can clarify. I, in terms of routing, Scott, um, how do we pick up the schools that we aren't currently picking up? That'll be in the next routing cycle, won't it? Well, yeah. So any, yeah. I mean, right now we wouldn't change any routes based off of where we're at. So. Any new routes that would come in every year when we would go to put in new routes. So, for example, all of the metro connection routes that we were getting ready to add now, or that we're working through at this standpoint, we would make sure any any of those routes that they came really within a half a block, two blocks of the school, we would try to make sure that we routed it over to take care of that school. So, but that was, that was really part of the kind of the every you know the route additions every year or even changes every. Year. Wouldn't each student have their own fare card and it'd be tracked to the fare card? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, John, can you say it again? Sorry, wouldn't, wouldn't each student have their own fare card that would be tracked to their fare card that they're a student? And you'd yeah, actually record the card. Right. Of course, they'd flash their ID. Right. If they're, if they're using the fare card, it's an easy, it's an easy track, right? Because we can run reports and we'll get that off of their smart chip card. Well, I actually, just, it, it would actually it would actually be tracked by the fare set on that or the pass. I would just have that make that a requirement. They would actually have their own fare card and actually register for it. I, I like the idea. Um, if if I may, like my only concern about fare cards is that at that age, people are not like great at the foresight and planning. And uh, I feel like the, the lesser the barrier, the better. So like they, they have pretty high chance that they have student ID on them. And so like in the spur of a moment, they may decide, hey, here's the bus, like, hey, we can, we can do it, right? So I understand that from record keeping and everything, it's best to have a fair card, but in terms of like ease of access, it may be a little bit of a hindrance. But um, again, uh, there are professionals in the room and I absolutely trust your opinion on that. So in terms of, you, you mentioned it's a BMI right now, <clears throat> Scott. So um, who has the BMI? Uh, supervisor, is it Supervisor Brisbane? Yes. Okay. 
Okay, and uh, <clears throat> so in terms of, uh, you know, phasing this out, or, you know, um, you know, rolling it out, if you will say, um, you know, there were a couple of uh, conversations that just happened a few minutes ago. Um, so are we, do we plan, do we think it's a good idea to start small um, in, a, in, a, in pockets and then expand it um, to, uh, you know, various parts of the county and uh, in local uh, buses and then Metro Connects are, uh, you know, I know I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, this needs to be approved, um, uh, the BMI needs to be approved and then we go through that, but um, it, it probably uh, would be part of the motion that the Board of Supervisors make. But um, I, maybe I'm um, just uh, you know thinking ahead of uh, uh, how this will uh, be implemented or planned out to be implemented. Well, I would say that we, when we take the response back to the board member initiative, we would lay out uh, options on how to roll it out. Probably a schedule. I think we're all in agreement. It's a great idea to give it a try and give it a shot because I think that we would address a need that might be out there that we aren't addressing right now. Um, and it would be up to the board to say, yes, let's proceed with that implementation. We want to be realistic by giving them a schedule, you know, in terms of working with WMATA to, to get their fair collection worked out and then um, also to be realistic about route scheduling too. For example, I don't think we'd be going to elementary schools with this system. I think we'd probably be talking certainly for high school, maybe middle school. Um, uh, so those are sort of the details we need to get worked out and, and present to the board in that item as we take it forward. And okay. I think it was important to, to go back to what Scott mentioned. If TAB has a position on this, we would certainly want to express or attach that to the, to the response if you'd like to do so, or a separate letter to the board if you'd like to do that as well. Okay, and uh, you said you'll be taking that recommendations, the staff recommendations to the October uh, meeting, uh, Penny, October 19th, you said, October 19th meeting. Okay, okay. And right. just, just to be clear, um, Ram, if, if we want to enter it into the item, we've got to have that in the next two weeks? Yeah, probably so. Right, within the next two weeks, we would need a, a you know, something from TAB. Supporting that, okay. you know, whatever your whatever your your verbiage would be. Okay, I mean today today it's an information item that was added. Um, um, the to uh, uh, let me see if other members have any thoughts. I know James, um, you know, if you have any thoughts on that, um, do you have any thoughts before? Yeah. Uh, yes, a, a couple of thoughts. I'm, I'm so glad this is my first meeting and I get a chance to comment on such a great idea. Um, and I just have two comments. Uh, one is, I wonder if, if uh, we should include as part of the, the plan or the recommendation that a, a guardian could be with the uh, student traveler and also travel for free. Uh, that might be something that we would want to uh, consider depending on the age. I know there's some discussion on the age of the people that might be taking advantage of this offer, but you know, bus travel could be a, a bit um, frightening for some um, uh, minors and they would like to have a guardian with them. Um, the second thing is, um, I think the concept was even broader than just students was just 
you know, in, in just promoting ridership on the um, on the buses uh, themselves. And that might be a, a kind of a secondary thing that we could we could bring forward that says if there are other groups that we would like to target um, that we think could be uh, you know future users of these of this bus service, maybe there's ways that we could um, you know target them, or we could have times of the year or times of the day where the the bus service is free. But I, I love the idea of starting with the students. I, I I do think it would be good to have an option considered for a guardian to be with the the student just for uh, safety. Thanks, James. Thank um, um, Bruce, do you have any comments? Oh, I'm just thinking it's a it's a great idea. Awesome. And Mike Cohen. It's Mike Cohen. C O. It's like C O dash W I N. So there's no the H is like silent. And, uh, Mike Cohen. Yeah. Blow it all the time. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, as far as, um, first of all, this is a great idea. Okay, number one, so I think it's really um, a really interesting idea to use extra capacity for students. I have found um, at universities where I've taught, ridership is actually a very routine thing. So getting particularly, um, you know, college bound seniors or juniors or even freshmen, you know, all the way down. I mean, getting them to use public transit in sort of a way that sort of fits in their life. Um, it's a fantastic way to sort of not only, you know, solve our you know, problem with excess capacity, but also to build ridership wherever they go. Perfect. Thanks, uh, Mike. Um, Marty, Fernando Martinez, any comments? Uh, no comments. Good discussion. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, so we, um, we had an, as an information item today, but um, you know, if we want to, um, like Scott mentioned, we can do uh, two things today. Uh, one is, uh, you know, as a uh, as a board collectively, um, we can, um, you know, a vote to support uh, this idea um, uh, tonight, um, and to vote on it. I think, um, if since we are doing at the same meeting as information, we need to have. Uh, two thirds of the members um, supporting it to bring it to vote to the floor tonight um, for the resolution. Um, we can send a letter uh, collectively, um, including uh, the member comments, um, you know, as to uh, why we support the idea um, if it's in the majority. Uh, and I think we have to vote uh, either way uh, for that uh, to write that letter. Uh, and uh, if we support the idea. Um, you know why it's a great idea and why we support it. Um, you know to to uh, um, you know improve um, to get better ridership and you know have guardians um, ride with um, you know um, children who may not, who may not otherwise use the transit system um, and whatnot. Um, so let's um, so and and um, uh, Scott, you said. Um, the agenda. So the, when does the agenda gets locked for the business prices? Is it 30 days before? Yeah, it ends up going to, um, I'm, I'm trying to do this backwards in my head. So from the 19th, uh, I think it ends up going to county admin about 10 days 
a week to 10 days before that. So that means it's got to go through, it, it actually has to get through our director, right? He would have to do his edits on it. Um, let me see, it's the third. Do you want the, uh, you got the I just, yeah, I got the thing up, which I so don't know. When does it get it, Jeff? Send blurb to Joe. Send, send item to to director for review. Oh, drafts to Joe for ten nineteen. Yeah, nine twenty eight. So we'd have to have it done by the twenty eighth. It, it has to be done by the twenty eighth to get it in to go to Joe. But you know what? Acting prior to that, I say their due date before that. When are they going? When's it going? All they, documents are due to Wendy and Myra on nine twenty. So 920 is the date because that way it's got to already have gone to um, other people for review. September 20th is that the date you're looking at? Confirm. Let's see for the 19th. September 20th. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, essentially, so essentially the different levels of reviews and whatnot makes it almost 30 days before. Okay. Yes. That makes sense. Uh, so I think then we have, um, you know, um, maybe uh, two days less than two weeks. So we have time to send a letter. Um, I think um, we can vote on it to write a letter to the board uh, from Transit Advisory Board today. Um, and uh, if, uh, if somebody wants to make a resolution, um, I don't think I can make a resolution as a chair. Um, but if somebody wants to make a resolution and um, second it, um, actually, actually, prior to that, um, I think we need to um, um, vote on it because this was an information item, um, and we are voting to um, draft a letter. Um, so, I, so we need to have two thirds of the membership uh, to suspend the rules uh, to vote on it to. Um, write a letter to the Board of Supervisors. Um, so let me do a rule call for that. Uh, let me bring up my little sheet here. Um, okay, first of all, I need a motion to, um, uh, Vlad, um, would you like to make the motion yeah. to uh, um, so suspend, the rules. Yeah, su suspend the rules um, to vote um, tonight on the, to write a letter to Board of Supervisors on the, um, um, uh, idea to uh, for students to provide uh, transit, use the transit. Yes, I'm not sure how to do it formally, but yes, I move to write a letter to suspend the rules, to write a letter to the Board of Supervisors in support of the idea of uh, free bus passes for LCPS students. And that's for uh, local buses and Metro Connects. Or local buses and network and expert. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Vlad just made a motion uh, suspending the rules um, tonight um, uh, to vote in favor uh, to write a letter to Board of Supervisors um, to provide uh, free rights uh, with student IDs for LCPS students uh, to ride local buses and Metro Connects. Is there a second? This is Cleo. This is in our second. Okay, thanks, Cleo. I saw Mike's hand go up too. Um, so let's do the roll call vote on this. Um, 
mic mic on hi hi okay cleo this is cleo and i say yes thank you john henkel john votes yes okay um bruce kobelski bruce votes yes thanks bruce james leach james leach votes yes thanks james um charles is not here marty martinez uh, marty martinez votes yes thanks marty vlad obtinico i vote yes thanks vlad maggie's not here rushi is not here i'm here uh, oh you're here sorry thanks rushi for joining in um so the uh, I'm not sure if you were here. I heard, I heard. I've been here for about 10 minutes now. So. Okay. 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 So, cool. Oh, yes. Okay. So, Rushi Shah votes yes. And Ram Bengtachalam votes yes. Um, so, the resolution passes nine um, yeah, yes, zero nays, and three absent. So, 903 is the vote to suspend the rules to write the letter. Um, and so now we go on to vote to write the letter. Um, if somebody wants to make the motion to write the letter um, in favor um, of the bus passes for students um, uh, for free uh, for free riding riderships to um, local buses and Metro Connects. I guess I can make a motion again. So I make yes. a motion to write yep. the letter in support of the idea of uh, free rides on local metro connect buses for LCPS students. Thanks, Vlad. So Vlad made a motion in favor um, of um, writing a letter, uh, actually not a letter, a letter um, to uh, Board of Supervisors to uh, issue um, free directorships for LCPS students with their student IDs um, in local buses and metro connects. Is there a second for that resolution? Okay, Mike. Second. Thank you. So Mike Cohn is seconded. And uh, let me go to the roll call vote for this. Um, Mike, you're up on the list first. Uh, Mike Cohen votes yes. Um, Cleo Curry. Cleo and I say yes. Thanks, Cleo. John Henkel. John votes yes. Bruce Kobelski. Bruce votes yes. Thanks, Bruce. Um, James Leach. James Leach votes yes. Thanks, James. Charles is not here. Marty Martinez. Marty Martinez votes yes. Thanks, Marty. Vlad Ovtinico. Uh, Vlad votes yes. Maggie Parker is not here. Rushisha. Rishi votes yes. And uh, last is me, Ram Venkatachalam votes yes. So, um, Vlad, um, uh, if you could take the lead on uh, drafting that letter up and emailing it to the TAB membership, um, uh, say uh, sometime um, in a week's time, say middle of next week for our review, um, and uh, any changes that the TAB membership wants to make, and then we can send it to staff on the 17th by Friday. 
um, that'll be ideal. Um, so they so the um, um, they can review the further uh, um, folks can review on the 20th prior to going into um, the directors and um, then hitting the packet. Um, um, that yeah, mo most certainly, yes. I was just wondering if there are any examples I could use. Is it one of those things where you use like whereas, 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 or can it be free form or? Uh, I can I can send you a few examples, Vlad, uh, on that, but I think it's a I think it's a free form text. It's, it's uh, a free form. It's not a whereas. It's not a. It's not a. Re, you're not resolving to do anything. That's that that's a, that's a resolution. You're actually yeah. writing a letter uh, explaining the support of the uh, of the tab for this for this uh, initiative. Right. So uh, yeah, um, either myself or um, you know Rushi um, will have some samples too from his uh, being chair in the past where he has drafted letters on behalf of the tab. So um, Rushi and I uh, will probably send you a few examples um, that you can um, um, take it forward. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate and, it. Sure. And I'll offer to send you the actual board member initiative because chances are you could just lift language right out of that board member initiative that uh, Supervisor Briskman brought forward and just say we support doing the following type of thing. So. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. So I'll get that to you. Yep. Thanks, Penny. That'll be helpful too. So that's the business matter for tonight and organizational matters. Moving on to item number three on the agenda organizational matters. Um, First, I have approval of the July 2021, um, July 21st, 2021 business meeting minutes for TAB. Um, so the um, meeting minutes were attached as draft. Um, is there um, is there a motion um, to approve the minutes? July 21 meeting minutes. So moved, Marty Martinez. Okay, Marty moved. Is there a second? Cleo and I second. Okay, thanks, Cleo. Uh, let me go do the roll call vote for this item. Uh, Mike? Aye. Yeah, yes. Or uh, you can abstain because you were not part of the last meeting. So. Oh, abstain. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so I'll, just, I'll just add in real quick that um, that you do not have to be present at the meeting in order to approve the minutes, uh, that it's just a procedural thing that you attest that they were prepared, uh, that you respect their, the pre preparation of them, but you do not actually have to be present in order to approve the minutes. Okay. And I vote yes. Okay. So nothing. Um, Nothing contending here, so um, so we get. Um, so Mike votes yes. Cleo Curry. I vote yes. This is Cleo. Thank you. Um, John Henkel. I vote yes, pending any Mark Mark Farage's uh, edits. Okay, thank you. Um, Bruce Kobelski. Bruce votes yes. Thank you, Bruce. James Leach. James Leach votes yes. Thanks, James. Um, Marty Martinez. Marty Martinez votes yes. Thanks, Marty. Vlad 
of Chinico? Uh, Vlad was, yes. Maggie's not here. Rushi Shah? Rushi votes, yes. Ram McDashlam, I vote yes. Um, so Bruce, the motion carries uh, nine yes, zero nays, and three absent. All right. Moving on. Moving on to the next item on the agenda, member update. Um, so we have, um, as we have the introductions from our new members, Mike, um, representing the Metro Connects, and James, uh, representing EDAC. And also we have um, three um, open seats to be filled, Broad Run District member, uh, Sterling District member, uh, Jackie Puel. Um, she had resigned earlier today um, in, as she's perceiving her medical school. Um, she's unable to um, have time um, and she missed, I believe, the last meeting as well. So um, she uh, had resigned uh, today. Um, so we have Sterling seat, um, district seat open as well and uh, local fixed route um, seat open as well. So we have three seats and if you know somebody, um, uh, so two are district seats. So, um, you know, if the membership, um, you know, are aware of someone who's a transit user, um, you know, metro, local, uh, long haul or paratransit user, and would be interested in serving um, in the tab for the county, uh, please pass on the word and um, have them uh, submit their interest to the Board of Supervisors um, so they can be um, to get so they can go through the process to be part of the tab. And this is specifically for Mike, uh, Mike and James. Um, if you guys are um, aware of someone who would be interested, please uh, pass on the word. Thank you um, for that. And Ram, could I ask you, uh, what was that third seat? It was a Sterling district. It was the uh, local fixed route. And what was the third? Third one is the broad run district. Oh, okay. Yeah. So two are um, district seats, um, broad run district and Sterling district. The third one is local fixed route. Great. Got it. Yeah. Um, thanks, Bruce. And so that's an information item. And update on activities. Um, Steve Farrell, uh, if you want to provide ridership update. Uh, yes, sir. So um, real quick, I put in the our normal uh, update information. Uh, one of the things I kind of want to point out is if anybody sits down with the last meetings where we had June and July information and compared to August, um, you'll see, I think, a couple tenths of percentage uh, increase in ridership. In all reality, I would characterize the ridership as flat or even down a little bit. Um, the July ridership was uh, total percentage numbers, kind of the macro numbers were influenced by the fact that you had the July 4th holiday. Um, in all reality, looking at the raw numbers, our ridership, like I said, is at best flat or even down a little bit. Um, that's not real surprising considering it's August, you know, the last opportunity to go on summer vacation. Um, also, with what's going on with Delta, the Delta variant to the uh, to COVID, uh, we 
have pretty much seen uh, employers delaying or pulling back on their return to work plans. Um, so that ridership trend right now is not real surprising on the uh, commuter and the Metro Connection service. Um, right now, we've start, obviously, we've, we've just hit the, uh, the post-Labor Day period. Uh, the first couple days of this week didn't present any grand surprises. Things are still pretty flat. Uh, again, kind of what we expect. I think some of our regional calls, employers are talking about delaying their return to work plans until, what did they say, Scott? Kind of towards the beginning of the year, I think, was the earliest we've been hearing. Or well, October, yes. Yeah. So no, October, October, one, was October. October yeah. 1 was the earliest. And then somewhere October, somewhere November, somewhere January 1. Yeah, so um, based upon that, we're kind of thinking that things are going to be uh, fairly stable probably, you know, for the next couple of months. Um, our local ridership is, is still also uh, staying fairly flat, um, but fairly robust, obviously, compared to uh, commuter and metro connections. So uh, back at the beginning of August, we did start uh, three new morning trips and three uh, new afternoon trips. Um, ridership again on those is 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 pretty weak, but we're going to work on. Uh, you know, we're hoping that as people become aware of them and people keep asking, that uh, you know, we can hopefully stoke some of that ridership. Um, and then finally, our last, our other change in the beginning of August was we started serving the new stop at F Street and 11th Street, which put us closer to the Penn Quarter neighborhood in D.C. Um, Obviously, the folks who are asking for it, who were a fairly vocal group, they were continued to be vocal and were very thankful. Um, on the plus side, we didn't get any complaints from anybody who really liked the bus at FN14. So um, all in all, I think that move is, has worked out to be pretty successful so far. So uh, that's kind of all the highlights for right now. Are there questions on the report that Stephen gave? Um, yeah, I'd like to... okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, uh, a lot here. So I remember there was this road that connected Sugarland Run with Sterling Park, and it was like the best performing uh, local route besides seven to seven on seven. So I was wondering if that continues, if people continue using this route. Um. I'd have to dig in to see if there have been any shifts in its ridership. For the 985? No, he's talking Sugarland Run to Sterling Park. That's the 82. That's right. 80. 80. All right. Let's get 80 and 82 backwards. Um, off the top of my head, I haven't noticed any significant shifts, but I'd have to dive in to see uh, specifically. Right. It's just like I, I had to drive to Sugarland Run a couple of times and I. So several people on a bus stop. It, it it's a surprising sight to me. <laughs> I mean, so um, it just just because of that. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, as as we talk about our our current local route ridership is averaging eighty three percent of pre COVID levels. So obviously, while that reduction of seventeen percent still hurts, um, it is fairly encouraging to see that we've at least seen that kind of a recovery in that ridership and hopefully that'll give us good base, you know, 
I think one of our big priorities once we get past the phase two opening is really going to be to try to figure out how to make our local routes as, as useful as possible for people. So um, the fact that that is kind of rebounded to where it has is encouraging for the next uh, for the future as we try to do something more with it. So Vlad, I just pulled up um, August numbers for that Route 80. That it's averaging about uh, seven and a half people a trip. Um, so, which is pretty good for the local fixed routes. It's in, in August, it carried 1,971 people throughout the month. Uh, so our biggest route, for example, over and above that is, um, our second biggest route is the Route 82, which is a single bus route, and that's carrying, that's in, also in Sterling. That travels between Sterling Park and the Dulles Town Center Mall, and that was carried 2,300 people in, in August. Um, so obviously those are um, pretty close to the, I mean, that, those are the highest routes outside of the Route 70. So it's not doing too bad. Right. If, so, I, if I may. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Vlad. Go ahead. Sorry. And maybe related, but not directly related to the question. I understand that the kind of philosophical there are two approaches to designing these routes, right? One is to make sure that every constituent has kind of equal access to the transit system, regardless of usage. And another is that you spend more resources where people are using it. So I was wondering, like, where does Lowdown County lean in that? Are we trying to provide buses everywhere, or are we trying to provide buses where they're most used? So I think the, um, I'll take, okay. you want to take that? Go ahead. Okay. No, well, what I would say is prior to this board, the philosophy really was to kind of let the local fixed route system lie, meaning it was successful, it was good, it was okay. Um, this, the new board is, is very transit friendly and quite frankly, internally, um, we are now in a push to try to, I think really it's as important to us to serve people high quality transit as it is to serve areas, right? So for example, all of the new routes that we're creating, we don't want them we don't want anybody to be on the bus more than 20 minutes if they're getting to a rail station, right? So, and so, and we also are trying to keep them from waiting more than 20 minutes for a bus. So that's a that's much big. It, it, although that doesn't sound great when you're looking at Wilmotta and there's a bus coming every five minutes or 10 minutes. In Loudoun County, where our buses are, you know, are like our local fixed route buses are an hour apart. That's a much better step. So. I think, kind of fundamentally speaking, we're trying to increase our headways, which means you're, you don't have to wait at a stop as long. But it's equally important to us to start hitting areas that don't have service in them now. That, and I, I know it's kind of a, it's a twofold, it's a twofold scenario, um, but. You know, I, I think we're all kind of adopting the philosophy now internally that you need more transit to get more riders. Whether that's 
providing more transit in a very transit-friendly area where people are already riding and maybe getting even more people to ride if they know there's better options for them. Um, but we also are trying to take care of, you know, especially any new developments that come in, especially ones that have lower-income affordable dwelling units in them, that's a priority for us to service. Any apartment complexes are priorities for us to service. So it, it's, a, it's really a combination of both. It's, it's, I, I couldn't sit here and, and look at you guys all in the eye and say that there's one priority over the other. I, and I will add that I don't believe we're at the point of transit for everybody in the county. We're not, we're not there yet. Uh, but we keep looking at what can we do to be more efficient with the routes we have, how do we reach out to the people who aren't using transit, and how would we best get them engaged in using transit? That may be routing, it may be something else, but there's a lot of areas like that that we want to look at. Uh, it's a matter of finding time um, to, to do it. Thank you, yeah, thanks for the explanation. This is Cleo. The the only other question that I have for um, Scott and Penny per se is we have routes that are local and then we have routes that go into the city. What about routes that go to say Reston or Tyson's? Because I know that there's folks that commute there. Um, and I believe we talked about this several years ago. And I just want to revisit that to get your thoughts on that. So I think the response would be that's what the Silver Line is for. Um, because right now Fairfax has got a pretty robust system, for example, in and around Reston. So if folks can get to, you know, they can hop on the Silver Line in Ashburn or in Loudon Gateway, they can get to Reston and pretty much go wherever they want based off of their Fairfax's transit system. Um, what we will not end up doing um, at least it's not on our radar screen now, is to duplicate rail service, right? There's no sense in running a bus down down the toll road right next to the rail system. Um, the only bus that we're doing that on right now is the 901, and we're starting to take a good hard look at that as well. And don't forget, Fairfax is already, you know, we've, in, in the spirit of regional cooperation, yep. Fairfax is, is going to be initiating a route, or you know, one route to, uh, that will, connect Reston to the Nova campus in Sterling, and then another one that goes from Herndon to uh, the Sterling Library, or that shopping center there. So we have started to get some interconnection. Uh, in this case, you know, Fairfax was gracious enough to provide it, if you will. Um, so obviously we will encourage people to utilize those sort of, uh, you know, cross, uh, you know, those regional type resources. The, the, thank you for that. And the only thing I would add is, as it pertains to Loudon getting to Tyson's, for example, I'll use myself as an example. Um, I won't drive to Reston from, um, from Lansdowne to then get on the Reston uh, Metro to just Metro into Tyson's. I'm going to drive. And there's a lot of people that are like me that are not going to pay to drive and park at Reston to then get on the metro, pay for the metro, and then it's double the time. 
it's, it's, it's actually more than double the time. So if I'm getting from Lansdowne to Tyson's, there's no chance I'm getting on the Metro. It's, it's, it's too expensive, it's too timely. Um, and those are barriers. So I, I, I think that's a, um, understandable, what you're saying. Um, I, I, I will say, while we're doing our best to adapt the transit system, um, it, it, it is really impossible for us to be all things to all people. Now, having said that, we've had multiple discussions in the past with VDOT and Fairfax about trying to get some sort of, you know, express system running from, for example, Leesburg to Titan, down straight down Route 7. Um, that has not gone very far. Uh, VDOT actually did a study on it a while back, and it, it didn't fare very well. Um, maybe once all the lanes are opened up on Titan, or, you know, on 7, where it's three-laned or four-laned all the way down, and we can open up some, some expressways to get down there, uh, that might make some sense. Thank you. Yes, and the only reason why I ask is um, I just see a lot of people commuting, and I have friends that are all driving into Tyson's, um, and they're wor they're actually working um, in person in the in offices. And I was, you know, I had thought to myself, well, that's a way to increase ridership is to get a bus into Tyson's. So, Cleo, if I can ask, you said you wouldn't drive to Reston. But are you, as the Silver Line is fast approaching, are you considering using a bus to get to one of the Loudoun rail stops, or you're just not interested in taking rail into Tyson's? So that's a good question. Um, what I was thinking is if I drive, so I live in, you know, I'm just, again, we'll use myself as an example. If I drive to my nearest bus stop, which most people will have to do, that's a 15 minute drive when it takes right. them 40 minutes to or an hour however long depending on traffic without traffic it's 40 minutes and so you know i won't drive to a parking ride the way that i used to drive to a parking ride to get downtown because it was right. such you know it's downtown so i'm not going to drive downtown in dc I'll, I'll certainly drive to a parking ride but I'm just looking at the amount of people on the toll road and an amount of people on Route 7 heading into that area. Um, and it's, you know, I just thought it would be another source of, of ridership because I would certainly do it. And I and again, I know I have friends that would do it, too. Yeah, my last six, yeah. my last six months, I was actually commuting to Tyson's. And so I would and I come out of Percival Hamilton, so I'd take the. Uh, the bus from Hamilton to to the Silver Line, and to take the Silver Line into Tyson's, and I, I found that to be very convenient, time wise. Obviously, it takes a little longer than actually driving there, depending on what hours you go. But still, it's a lot less expensive and uh, more convenient to do so. Yeah, that's a good point, John. And that's coming from Percival. When you know when you're a little bit further in at Lansdowne, it just makes sense to to drive it. Yeah, 
you know what, Cleo? I, I, here's what I can leave you with to close out this discussion, and that is I hear you loud and clear. Um, in order to really make that work, we'd have to have a, a park and ride lot even small somewhere over on the north side of Route 7 in the Lansdowne area. Outside of that, I'm not sure where you could run a bus that would go down and pick people up and get them to where they need to go and Tyson's and get them back. It would be very specific for a very specific group of people, right? So we can, um, you know, I guess I can just put it in as duly noted. We'll start looking around and if something pops up that we could use as a parking ride lot somewhere, maybe we can um, uh, work on that. Yeah, and you oh. know, my last thought on that, thank you, Scott, is if if there was a bus that went to Tyson's, I would drive to a parking ride lot for that. If there's a bus that's taking me to the Silver Line, I wouldn't, and that's a distinction. Uh, I understand. Okay, cool. I Thank you. Say that, say one that more. while the board is very supportive of transit, uh, the board is also really uh, encouraging the use of the Silver Line. So, you know, we're trying to balance some different differing priorities and. and uh, you know, when we have limited resources, we have to figure out what's the best use of those resources. And the board has just invested millions, maybe even more than that, into the Silver Line. And so uh, we've been strongly encouraged to make use of the Silver Line where we can. Um, may I ask Cleo a question? Uh, Cleo, so like, assuming the second phase of Silver Line finally opens, there is a park and ride like near Home Depot in Ashburn. Would that be convenient to you? Would be you would it be okay for you to drive south to to that area by the Greenway and then take Metro to Tyson's from there? So I I would like to tell you yes I would do that, but you know, as this when you're in the um the lead I would say Leesburg or Sterling are further in the silver line slows you down if you got to take a bus to get to the silver line because that means you got to drive to a parking ride yeah and yeah so yeah, I'm, just I'm not talking about bus just just to clarify right like there is a big park and ride lot right near home depot in ashburn like on right on the greenway so would that parking ride lot serve you like it will be you drive in there, park in there, and then take in the metro directly from there. So no buses involved. What about the one that's closer to her on um, on Russell Branch Parkway, like the one right across? Or from that, her. yeah, or that. But yeah, I mean that one's that one's five minutes away, and I live in Ashburn Village, so I'm, I'm like five minutes away from that one, and I think that that's not measurably farther away from her. Um, but I think I think what she's saying is like she's not going to take a bus. To go to the metro to wait another 15 20 minutes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, that, I'm, I'm with it yeah yeah, yeah I, I will i will tell you um, yeah, just, just like an extra 20 minutes before you get to yeah, work. <laughs> you, you got work. it right so the yeah, problem, the problem I, Claude, I, i've actually thought about that as well where okay so how would i get down to tyson's or even down to dc on off hours and on off hours it makes more sense to drive but on on hours i'd love to be able to take like what i used to take over at um GW, which was to get on their bus, which would take you straight down to GW, which was fantastic. Um, and it was, it was actually faster than if you drove it alone. But for Cleo, and actually for myself over here in the village, 
for us to go down to the one off of Russell branch, unless you're running those buses fairly often, like you were talking about earlier, you know, like three times, you know, an hour or more, it may actually be, depending upon where you get left off, um, 15 to 20 minutes longer to get to work than shorter. And you have no control over when you're getting there or back. So Rushing had a comment. Yeah, so I think this is more, more than the local bus thing. I think this is more of a commuter bus thing where, you know, having an, a stop in Tyson's it, it, or having it end in Tyson's, so, or even maybe having a rest in Tyson's stop, you know, where now the demographics are changing, you know, DC isn't the complete center of the gravitational universe for us. I know I don't take the bus because I have no way to get to resting from from where I am at. And as much as the Silver Line is great, I live just south of uh, of Lansdowne in Belmont, and I can tell you it will triple my time and double my expense to take the metro than it is to drive. So you know, so I I understand what the supervisors are trying to do, but it doesn't make financial sense and time sense for me to do that now. If I can walk, if I can drive to Russell Branch or something like that and grab a bus and at eight o'clock in the morning and get down there by 830, hey, I'm going to do that because that means I don't have to pay the 350 or whatever $4 it is for the toll road. And I can take the express lanes in and I'm going to be there much faster. So now there's a value for me for to do it to spend that money. So I'm not necessarily talking about, you know, and there's, then there's the other one where like, hey, my daughter loves going down to Tyson's Corner Mall. She can't drive yet, so I would she can do the bus thing. I don't think that's as important right now as getting the commuters in the day once that is running, getting the commuters there and back. So you don't have to run it three times a day, maybe three times in the morning, three times in the evening, whatever once, you know, see what it's what it's like. Uh, but that's I and I, I can see that having some value because Arlington and DC are not not all of it. It is a lot of it. But I know I have never worked uh, east of Tyson's Corner in my career, and so so I've been in Tyson's and rest in my entire career, and you know, and there are a lot of us out, out there like that. So, so question, uh, and I think um, we will probably let Scott to um, you know um, investigate this, look into this a little bit more, and then get back to us at the next meeting, but. Um, just a question. So, wasn't there a similar service, Scott, uh, from the uh, from I'm trying to remember from the uh, near the near Moorfield area? Um, there was a bus service that went to um, Tyson's. That it made a loop and it came back. If I recall, if I recall correctly, but um, you know, uh, anyways. Uh, so, uh, you know, if there aren't any further any further burning. Um, thoughts that you know you may want to add to it, but I you know I want to um, you know just say that um, I had a question to uh, Stephen on the last bullet that you have in your um, um, you know the you mentioned the uh, Penn Quarter neighborhood and TSA mandate. You might have had this bullet all along, but you know it never caught my attention because mostly it was in person. And uh, but today I happened to notice that the mask mandate. So TSA, right? So um, it, it's just maybe my um, it, you know ignorance on this is so the our buses traveling by our buses do they come under TSA too? I thought it was just purely the air travel piece, but it might just be my uh, ignorance if uh, buses come under TSA as well. 
I'm sorry, I didn't do the buses. Say again. Oh no, I was saying. So the mask mandate that you have in there uh, until January 2022 for public trans for public transit. So TSA mask mandate. Um, so does that? Uh, I, I thought TSA was more for air travel and not uh, for um, public transit, but that's just. You know, that is a good question. I think that's a very common perception, but yet Transportation Security Administration is a function of the United States Department of Transportation and that, and they do have regulatory authority on public transit. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. That's all, that's all I wanted to clarify, okay. Um, so with that, I think also Rushi um, Shah, um, he was um, invited to attend a focus group earlier today, uh, I believe at one o'clock, uh, Virginia Equity a Focus Group for um, Transit. So Rushi, if you want to provide any um, I know, uh, inputs yeah, or, um, from your uh, focus group, uh, that'll yeah. be great. So just quickly, I'll let you guys know. So I participated in a focus group. There were eight or nine people on. I, it, there were some connection issues, just as you might expect. It was all on Zoom earlier today. Um, people from, you know, from the Northern Neck to the Hampton Roads areas, Danville, Lynchburg, Richmond, uh, were all there. So we, we talked about uh, transit, transit, transit needs. Uh, you know, they asked about how, how do, how do we communicate with our riders? Uh, what is, you know, there are different people that were on, the, on there. So there was not just me as an advisory board members, but there, they also had um, specific representatives from like, whether it was the immigrant, the immigrant community, the uh, elderly and disabled community, or, you know, so a lot of different people there there that weren't necessarily and some of them worked for the departments of transit so it was a definitely an interesting uh but what, what what was most striking to me was that we all have to the same one degree or another similar transit needs uh you know in Loudoun County believe it or not we actually have more because we're large county and we have a very diverse geography as well as demography but versus some of the other places that maybe they're more just straight paratransit and that's really all they need. But the, the goal was to get an idea of what do we, what do we see the needs are? Where do they, where do we see the needs being? What do we need doing well? What do we think that needs to be improved? And, go, and looking forward, uh, what can we do to improve things? Talking about the logistics and uh, and you know the buses, you know does green bus do green buses matter, or uh, how do we pay for them if we decide to go to a, an electric or non uh, fossil fuel infrastructure? Uh, how do we pay for that? And you know it was interesting. Everyone besides me said taxes. <laughs> you know, um, I suggested we do a bond, and uh, because you know the total uh, cost of ownership of these things has been there's some studies that say that the total cost of ownership is equal or less than than a conventional bus today assuming the infrastructure take out the infrastructure costs i'm just talking about the straight buses and so so it was very interesting uh we spent two hours on the phone uh working uh and uh i believe uh there might be some follow-up questions but it was interesting that in general everybody really was how do we 
expand service while reducing while maintaining levels of service, but trying to take some of the costs out of the system. One of the greatest greatest discussions we had was around the free buses. Uh, you know how how much that has been very free bus rides, how much that has been appreciated by those that really just don't make a lot of money. And when you make ten or twenty thousand dollars a year, and you spend eight hundred dollars a year on one dollar bus rides each way, and that's just to and from work. That, that you know when it, when it gets close to ten percent of your budget or four or five percent of your budget, that that's measurable. That's measurable. So, talking about equity and transportation, how do I get to work? Not relatively same cost for me as someone else who doesn't make as much as I. It was a, it was a very good conversation. I took, I didn't take many notes, unfortunately, because I was engaged, but, uh, uh, it was, it was, it was a good conversation. If anyone has any questions or you can pick me offline, I'd be happy to. And, uh, do you guys, um, how frequent to see our meetings, Rushi on the equity? It was, my, it was my first one and maybe the only one. Um, yeah, I was actually told it was supposed to be right now at seven. <laughs> So I initially said I wasn't going to be here because I was going to be there at seven, but they moved it at one o'clock, like literally at five thirty on me last night. So I had to move things around at work to get this to happen. Um, well, I want to say thank you very much for doing that, Rishi. I wanted to get the Loudon user perspective into that discussion. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I, I, we talked about how the, I, one of the things I said that the county does really well is. We we push the transit to the needs where the needs are. I, I will say this very publicly: Ashburn, for comparatively, and I'm, not, and I'm definitely not talking about the western part of the county, is more is more of a desert when it comes to transit. But that being said, the needs are in Sterling and Leesburg and some of these things more so on the local bus service. Ashburn is much more of a commuter, you know. So I, I'm all in for the Tyson's bus. I think that. Like a lot of people in Ashford would love that, you know, so, so, and we're not a desert in that regard, you know, but the local bus. Regard. So, but we, we push you, the department of transit, this board, the supervisors do a great job of saying, we've got limited resources. Let's, let's put them in a, in a place where we can maximize their utility. There's not going to be a, we know we have unlimited budgets, we're never going to get to what we need. But we can at least with our limited budgets make sure we meet the most of our needs. So, um, and I, I was being able to think that up, think that out loud, and look at the other some of the counties. I thought we were doing a really good job. Rishi, I run focus groups for a living. What was the one thing that you would say was the best suggestion from someone else that you think we can use in our county? The, the, the continuing the free bus fares, bluntly. It was the local buses, not the commuters. The local, I mean, at the end of the day, a dollar helps us a lot, but it helps them a lot more. So, so that's one thing, but the problem with that is the trade-off. We have a balloon of a budget. And if I take it from here, I'm pulling it and give it to here, I'm pulling it from somewhere else, right? So is paratransit going to be uh, impacted because of that, or do I have to raise the rates for the commuters, for the commuter bus service, you know? So, but if if anything, it was that uh, the the free local fares really helped, and the fact that it wasn't 
abused, right? If people were not abusing these rides just to get on there, uh, they were they were using them to get to where they needed to go. Any other uh, questions or comments um, for Rishi? Or you know, as he suggested, we might reach out to him offline as well, so um, we don't have to hold everybody up. If um, do anybody have any comments, questions, real quick? All right. Um, um, if not, I think that we are at the end of our agenda, and um, you know, I want to thank um, the staff. That, you know, that's that, that, that's been all along with us for transit. Um, Sarah, Scott, Penny, and Stephen Farrell. Um, you know, uh, it's it's uh, thanks for putting in the time and uh, ensuring, uh, you know, safer transit for our. Uh, county residents. So I appreciate um, all your efforts uh, running a well oil mission. Um, there was. Uh... Ron, if I could, could I jump in again with another suggestion? Sure. We've been talking about going to the, uh, uh, the TMOF, the Transit Maintenance and Operations Facility. I can never remember the right. name. Right. And I was proposing that. We consider that for our November 17th meeting, which probably will be in person. Um, there is a conference room there. We could meet there, do a walkthrough of the facility, and then just meet in the conference room uh, for the TAB meeting, if that would work. Uh, we've got a couple of new board members. I think it's a good time to, to do that, uh, that, that site visit, if you would like to do that. That's uh, a question, Penny. So we would uh, open that up to the public as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is it a yes from uh, Penny? I couldn't tell. Yeah, it's just that we would open it up to the public as we we did the did the meeting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so that that translates into my next business meeting. Um, uh, agenda uh, item number five on the agenda. So. Um, Why does it say October 13th? So the next business meeting um, is on November 17th. Okay. So, uh, so the next business meeting of the tab is being tentatively proposed for, uh, I would say 7 p.m. Um, instead of 6.30, um, if everybody's okay with that, because everybody has to come in person. Um, or does the tab want to stick to 6.30? PM. I, this is Cleo. I, did we vote, are we doing um, virtual meetings or are we just gonna have an ad hoc for this one in person? I just wanna make sure. I think, I, from, I, think from, I think from November, it's gonna be in person going forward. And is there any reason we need to try to be at the facility in, in daylight so that we can see things or is, is everything okay in the evening? It's very well lit. Okay, um, so do people have a preference 637? I prefer seven. If, it, if it's gonna be in person, it allows me to get finished, eat, eat dinner and and get there, so. While I'm virtually, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. Here's my dinner. So.
So yeah, <laughs> so so I was on video for a while. I was eating. So this is my vote. Okay, so we'll do seven o'clock then. So then, um, so the next business meeting of the tab is being tentatively proposed for seven p.m. on the evening of Wednesday, November seventeenth, twenty twenty-one. At uh, Penny, you said that's uh, TMO. TMLF is the tr uh, Transit and Maintenance Operations Facility. Okay. We'll send out the address, everybody. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Transit Maintenance and Operations Facility, TMOF. Um, and it's, it's located off of Sickleton Road. Yeah. 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 I, I remember it being next to the uh, Adult Detention Center. <laughs> you got That's that. Right. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and uh, the note B on my agenda says, uh, on days when Loudoun County Public Schools are closed due to inclement weather, or when Loudoun County government is closed, the Transit Advisory Board meeting is cancelled. So that's the end of end of the agenda for today. Uh, is there a motion to adjourn the meeting? I move. Ram, if I can add one more piece of information, just for an FYI. And I'm sorry, I'm a little just, you know, jumping in here, but I wanted to make sure the TAB was aware that we've been providing assistance at the airport, at the uh, Dulles International Airport with the repatriation process. So we've been uh, assisting since, um, when did we start, Steve? August 20th. 20th, and we're looking at whether, how far, how much longer we, we operate the transportation services there. So what so are you doing? Terminal, are you, uh, are you taking them, where are you taking them? We are moving um, uh, per, um, Americans, uh, those who are uh, natives or, or US, citizens. U.S. citizens, there's the word I'm looking for, over to the uh, repatriation center, which is currently uh, at the um, Marriott Hotel on the airport property. So we've been going back and forth 24 by 7 between those two facilities, and then others have been stepping in to transport uh, those that are not U.S. citizens to another location, um, but we have not been involved with that directly. So we've added a little part to that whole puzzle of getting people where they needed to go, along with our human services and others doing work around COVID testing and helping place people and things of that nature. So. Um, there's been a lot of activity probably under the radar that's been going on in the region to assist with the repatriation process and bringing um, those coming from Afghanistan into the United States. That's great. I, I think that's wonderful, Sarah. I'm so glad you brought that up. I wasn't aware of it. Um, I was wondering, like you said, it is a little under the radar. Has there been any media coverage of that in the Loudoun Times or anything? I, I would love to, you know, kind of send that out to my uh, colleagues and just let them know that uh, Loudon is is helping to support that very noble effort. So that's Benny you know, uh, James. Been in the press. Yeah. yeah. I, I. This is strictly just kind of from my observations. I would be careful. I think some of this is intended to be a little under the radar just because I think there are some sensitivity issues, particularly with the non-citizens that are having a, that are being brought in and, and how and where they're going and things like that. So um, So maybe it's intentional not to Yeah, I would press. maybe yeah. look for some guidance, you know, from public affairs or something like that. Um, 
it's not a state secret, but I think they're trying to be a little bit subtle, if that's the right word. Uh, I, I commend and, and I'll see what I can tell you, uh, James. I'd be glad to help you out with that. I think given your role, it's important to know that even though we provide services locally, as, my, as our director pointed out, we are acting internationally at this point. We are assisting with an international event, and, and it just goes to tell you how important services are in the local, in the local jurisdiction. Well, thank you, and I commend the effort, and I do appreciate the comments, though, that were just made about sense, potential sensitivities, as, as there probably are with so many things. Uh, uh, but I do, I do commend the effort. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, we all commend the effort, and I think uh, there's a valid point in terms of sensitivity because uh, you know most of us or none of us um, on the call um, know about this, so that's probably for a reason. Um, so uh, yes, we will let it stay there. So, uh, Rushi made the motion. A anything else? Penny, Scott, um, Steve, um, Sarah, before we adjourn? Okay, silence is golden. Uh, no, it, yeah, I'll just add that at this point, I haven't heard anything um, that would lead us to believe that they're not going to, ex that they are going to extend the remote participation. Uh, by all means, if, if the county admin passes along something, I will certainly let everybody know. Uh, but yeah. at this point, the electronic meetings are due to, the authorization for that is due to expire at the middle of this month. Perfect. And I think I did see Charles Lyles um, join in uh, for a few minutes, um, maybe 30 minutes ago, but then I think he probably popped in and out. So. Um, I was going to mention him, I call him if, if he has any comments as he joined, but he left. Um, so with that, uh, I don't think uh, maybe we have any new business matters. Um, uh, is, there a, is there a motion to adjourn the meeting? All right, Roshi makes a motion. Is there a second? Second. All right, thanks, Mike. Um, we don't vote on this, so, um, uh, so we're good. Thanks, everyone. Um, and Bruce, I'll get with you on the minutes. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Good night. Yeah.